Hello and welcome to Odd Spots. My name is Ryan Mullen and this is my podcast where I talk to people in a different place every time. It's been a couple years since I've done an episode of this show. I released the last batch of episodes the weekend that the pandemic started. And for a number of reasons, I haven't made an episode. I've made five episodes till now because I released them in batches of five. I would say one of the main reasons I haven't done one is just the new world that we're in. This podcast is sometimes done a lot of the times in public. And I'm doing it with people who are friends or acquaintances or strangers. So that didn't really work too well with the whole idea of bubbles. And even between lockdowns, I was seeing people do podcasts outside. And I was like, oh, that's my whole premise is being in this public place. But I sometimes just wasn't motivated. And sometimes motivation's hard to get <laughs> when you just don't have any. and Or you're getting flustered by the what you think like a workload could be. like I, The way that I set myself up for this show, like I, I organized how this show is being made. And sometimes I can be flustered by my own premise where I try to do a, a bunch of research for guests. I try to do five guests in, in one span of time, release all the episodes to make them relevant. So I just the idea of scheduling and research and and then editing a quick turnaround can be uh, just yeah daunting to think about doing all that for for this show that I do for free for fun but it ultimately is worth it with when I'm get to have all these great talks and and hanging out with friends that I haven't seen in in a couple years now and to catch up and have final products like these that I'm really, really proud of and, and happy with. So thank you for clicking on this and listening to this. On this episode, I talked with Tavis Mapleston, and it was really fun to have him on my first episode back. He is great at punching up jokes, but I also learned after this episode, he's also an amazing museum tour guide. He was showing me all the different fun things. Uh, if He had great fun facts about things like the least weasel, which is the tiniest little weasel you'll ever darn see. So, uh... Here's this episode in the Museum of Nature, where we were wearing masks for this episode, so that is why it sounds a little muffled. All right, I'm here with Tavis Mapleston. Tavis, where are we? What does it look like? And what are the sounds you might be hearing during this episode? Uh, we are at the, uh, the, in Ottawa at the Museum of Nature. And we're in the big foyer under the giant moon. And what do I see? I see a giant inflatable moon. I see tons of glass. I see a stair stairwell. And what sounds are you going to hear? People wandering around looking at the museum. Uh, lots of kids going, whoa, a dinosaur. And uh, lots of other stuff like that, I think. Yeah. We'll be able to hear all the way from over here, the kids in the dinosaur. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Guaranteed. They're going to be excited. That's a museum guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to start with you. With, uh, I want to ask if have you heard of the uh, the comedy course at Humber? Yes, of course. Yeah. So I want to pitch you a scenario. Imagine, imagine the head of that program found your content online. They were like, "We got to get this guy to teach in our program. Like, we need him. We're gonna pay him six, seven. Let's say seven figures. I thought you have to go. I thought you were gonna say we need this guy as a student. He needs to learn some <laughs> he shit. Needs to learn. No, they need you as a teacher. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna pitch you. These are all the different classes. These are the different courses from the first year. I'll tell you them. Okay. I don't know what class you think you'd want to teach most. Okay. For so sure. these are the courses for first year at the Humber College Comedy Course: stand up, improv, sketch, 
physical comedy, in brackets, stick. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> Acting and voice, history of comedy, or college reading and writing. Good God. The, let me, can I see the yeah, list? Improv, yeah? stand-up, sketch. Well, let's go through the list. Stand-up, yeah, I guess I could teach to some degree some stand-up. I, I would definitely wouldn't. I think there's a million people better than that. Improv, can you teach improv? Is that even allowed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's whole whole places like UCB yeah. and like Second City that make yeah, tons no of money up. Making that, yeah. up stuff 101. <laughs> yeah. How do you do <laughs> Step one, get an imagination. Step two, you're done. Yeah. Play a lot of games. Sketch? I don't know if I'd be able to teach sketch. I could definitely write some sketches. Uh, it wouldn't be... The one thing that, that is here, the closest would be college reading and writing. <laughs> like, I'm more of like a comic com- comedy writer than anything. Mm-hmm. So they don't have comedy writing even on here. So Not in first year, at least. Maybe it comes up later and they go you into think, that. I, I would think it's one of the more important things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to teach or be impro- involved in physical comedy uh, brackets shtick, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Acting and voice. Is that, is that comedy? I mean, I know it's a stretch to, like, get people to pay for college courses and stuff. You got to, like... Come up with an extra clothes Comedy clothing. Yeah. Don't wear shorts. That's but a whole semester. Unless you're following the Caesar route. and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, history of comedy. That'd be kind of cool. Although, what is the history of comedy? Well, actually, I do like that. Because, like, Aristophanes in, like, ancient Greece, he was, he was a funny playwright. Like, you can read his plays today, and you're like, holy shit, that's pretty funny. Really? Yeah? Like, 2,500 years ago, yeah. Really? Like, what, what were some of his things? He has, like, they're called, like, clouds, frogs. They're all these. Okay. Uh, there's one where he, he makes fun of Socrates and basically, like, pokes fun at him. And it's possibly one of the reasons that people were like, oh, yeah, Socrates is a dick. Let's, let's have him kill himself. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, history of comedy would be very good. I took a, I took a history of ancient comedy course in university. Really? Which was pretty fascinating. And also, it was, like, three um, multiple-choice tests. So I was like, well, this is pretty easy. Yeah. And I told okay. a joke in class and got like an A. <laughs> I was what? like, all right, this is easy. What was the joke? <laughs> it, it was in context. I couldn't okay. tell you right now. Okay. It sounded misogynist. Okay. But it, was a, but it was after a girl had just told a joke that really like shit on men. Okay. And I was like, okay, I got a joke and it was yeah. funny. And yeah. laugh. It was all timing basically. Yeah. If nice. I just got up and told it, they would have been like, you monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So which of these do you think, yeah, you would would want to do at least maybe i mean i'd love to teach i'd love to teach any of them it would be fun but i don't know if i'm qualified for it also college reading and writing is my favorite add-on it's like <laughs> like and and for no reason basic math like there was things like that in my program too like there's just like courses like that to make sure you yeah learn how to dude do. you know what they should have they should have like how much is of my time is one beer worth you're like <laughs> you're getting paid in a beer a beer ticket and like <laughs> okay. maybe a toonie if you get all right cool yeah i yeah i guess uh, i don't know i don't think you can teach comedy fundamentally no like uh, no offense to humber and stuff but no i can't i think you kind of learn it like you teach it by learning it you teach it by learning it Am I an idiot? Well, I, I, I think a, a part of this course is they do have to go out to comedy clubs to yeah, perform. Of I and mean, maybe that like pushes you yeah, to get up rather than... Fundamentally, I think you can do that without the schooling mm-hmm. aspect, but I'm not going to shit yeah. on anybody who's yeah. going to do it. I mean, Sometimes this is the push people need. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people take comedy courses in order to find connections or because it's easier. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to go out and like, you know what I'll do? I'll go get, meet a bunch of strangers and 
try to prove I'm funny. Like it's a weird. No one does that. Yeah. Like you, you need some kind of structure. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say. I think you learn comedy through experiences throughout your entire life. Like I, my comedy schooling would have been my buddies in middle school and high school. And they were the ones you felt were the biggest influence. Oh, big time! Because okay. it was just a constant day-to-day battle of who could make fun of each other and <laughs> yeah. cut people up and stuff. Like that's. That's where most of it comes from. And then, yeah, and then you work on shit and you go, oh, I got to tell a structured joke. I can't just go, hey, nice shirt, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I accidentally was doing a stand-up-ish thing in high school where I didn't always have like a core group of friends. I would like at lunch bounce around from a bunch of different groups with the same premise. Sure. Because I was just curious to hear what other people thought of the different premise that yeah. I, the, but the, same, the same premise over and over with different people and then i was like oh i was kind of doing a version of stand-up where i would go with them with the exact same premise yeah. and hearing the different reactions yeah and we're i mean that's like work in different rooms because mm-hmm. if you here's a free lesson things don't always work the same mm-hmm. <laughs> in, from room to room like i you can be in like a i was just i just did a show that was like a drunken mess yeah and it was like the the audience yes <laughs> i don't do i don't i'm not a drunken mess on stage <laughs> anymore okay uh no yeah the crowd just didn't wasn't there for it they didn't care they wanted to party they did not mm. enjoy comedy so you're basically yelling into your mic and then you go oh forget it <laughs> and then there's other rooms where they they love the most nuanced joke ever mm. and the room is quiet and then you go but what about eclairs or something and they go yeah that's what we wanted to pay off like i don't know I've heard some people talk about uh, performing in, in Europe where people are not laughing at all during the set. And then after the set, after the person thinks they bombed, they, there's a standing ovation because that's how they consume the comedy yeah. and want to hold it in until the end to show the respect. Yeah, I've heard that actually in like in the UK or something in, with, uh, with music as well. Like with music, they, they right? don't cheer between songs and stuff. <laughs> okay, that must be so really? fucked, dude. <laughs> just, let's just sit around and watch, <laughs> have our drinks. Imagine that you lay down your like your killer <laughs> yeah. opening bit and no one laughs and then at the end every like what at the I, end for 10 minutes everyone just laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> On their feet like they're up yeah, and, yeah they just love it. Like, Imagine corking in a laugh for an hour and then being like oh, I'm to laugh so hard when i'm allowed to holy shit <laughs> like what's bombing like if that's if that's doing well no kidding yeah, yeah. oh my god um, i guess i'll find out after when they're throwing tomatoes which actually is a thing i've only seen here in ottawa with you yeah but the right. tomato was thrown and you caught it on stage that were, was, you, were you there that i night? was there I was in the audience that night we saw <laughs> the people with the different fruits and vegetables and obviously you, had, and you were hosting and that yeah you, you talk, you're like what is going on here and it felt like they were on mushrooms because they were laughing a lot on oh a my variety, god on a variety were... of things that weren't funny they're just like constant laughs. well that's when they were like paying attention like <laughs> half the time they were just tired ta- yeah the yeah. people were sitting in the front row because so i walked into that uh i walked into the club there and i could see from the back that the these people had plants on their table yeah. and they had like a pepper plant and uh no they had a basil plant mm-hmm. and they had a tomato and a pepper and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. so yeah when i got up there and i go well i gotta fucking ask him mm-hmm. about this and when I got up there, I'm like, so what do you got? Uh, what's with all the, what's with the pepper? And, and they're like, we're vegetarians. <laughs> you yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, great. And I go, oh, well, this lady next to you should probably eats meat. She didn't bring a cow in. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you doing? And then, yeah, later the, the woman threw the tomato at me. Yeah. And, and it was like a toss up. And then, but like, you're never expecting that to happen. And you caught it up there. I, guess. I am amazing. expecting that. You happen. were expecting yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've I've been on the mean streets of comedy. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. used to tomato. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I certainly 
didn't think anyone would ever throw a tomato at me, but I did catch it, yeah. and I, ca- I took it home. Yeah, yeah nice, they, right? they forgot it, and my son had it for lunch the next day. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow, sometimes you make a, a beer or a couple bucks, sometimes you come home with a tomato. A whole tomato, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad you saw that. That was, a, yeah. that was one of my f- favorite memories. So stupid. Yeah, that was like that. There's just so many cool random moments like that that I don't always think about that. But just mentioning the tomato, I'm like, oh yeah, you're you're the tomato guy. Yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely. Yeah. I I was hoping to be known as that, the tomato guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing that I was really curious about you you'd said that you're more you find yourself more of like a comedy writer. Yeah. I get so interested of how your like comedy bread is made. Like, like how what are your like rituals? Like, do you sit down like for an hour or two, being like, I'm just gonna sit here and if any, if nothing happens, then at least I put the time in or. Like, do you just go, like, get influenced by something and go, oh, I have, to, I have to stop what I'm doing, write it down right now, and then maybe get into it then? I definitely don't sit down no. on purpose and do stuff. I find that really hard. I don't even do it. I don't even try because it, it wouldn't work. When I was starting doing comedy, I actually had to stop, like, stand-up. I mean, I had to stop myself because I, would, I was getting obsessed with things. Like, I would walk somewhere, and I saw, like, an a empty chocolate bar wrapper on the ground, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a joke. You're like, oh, oh half unwrapped a Reese's cup or something. And it was like, what am I doing? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obsessing over what I could turn into a joke. Mm-hmm. And it was taking up too much of my time and my mental abilities and it wasn't helping me. So I, I stopped and I just let things happen. So like something ridiculously, if you want to be a comic, just let dumb things happen to you and remember them. If you want to be an amazing comic, be a smart enough person to remember the stuff that you get yourself into because you're kind of naive and dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because some of the best stories you ever see, which I, I don't have. I don't have the, I have the awareness in the time. I'm like, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> I shouldn't do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though it would be a good story. But a lot of people, you see these stories and they go, and that's when I accidentally got on the wrong cruise ship and ended up in... Uh, in Mongolia and you're like what (laughs) and then but then they're like uh, they can tell perfect recall they're like I realized this was dumb and would be a good story that's uh, what the fuck were you talking about Uh, that that's like comedy writing like waiting having things happen to Mm -hmm. you and just writing it down right afterwards yeah just interpreting the world being like this is something stupid and especially right now I mean I, I'm not I'm not anti woke. You're not going to get that out of me like this this comic stuff where people are like, oh, it used to be good back in the day. You're like, no, it's different back in the day. You were you were making fun of other people, which I feel like you still can, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You make fun of someone because they're a stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. Don't if you ever ban that, I'm <laughs> I'll quit because <laughs> I, I can't handle that. Yeah. but like uh, a lot of comedy these days is and probably should be like self reflective like uh stuff like i'm an idiot like you can make fun of yourself no one's ever gonna be like hey stop it you're all right kid you're like no i'm making fun of myself (laughs) i know i can like i've had people be like you know you're not that small or something i'm like yeah i know (laughs) i mean it's a joke into it yeah what you were you're in a comedy club like don't (laughs) things take things seriously Mm -hmm. in terms of writing though like i do help other people write stuff and that's where i what i really like to do because Mm. Like, say you sent me some stuff. You're like, hey, uh, can you help me polish this up? Mm-hmm. I'm really good at interpreting uh, things that are already written yeah. and adding to them or being like, that's not great. You should say it like this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very good uh, write, copy editor yeah. of, of jokes. I'm like, punch this up. Do that. This should. These words should flip, that kind of stuff. So if you give me something, I can do it in a, a second. Like, give, yeah. me, give me some jokes and I'll go sit with my phone and go and rattle them out. 
But I, I, I do not sit down and try to write stuff. No, okay. Because it's pointless to me, really. I mean, I... For me, it's like if I make someone laugh just in the in a moment of talking, I'll go, oh, oh, okay, that's that is it's confirmed a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's what I'll write down. Sure, are you yeah, doing yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, or to just some or degree. just not keeping in your brain of that type of thing, or are you writing it down? I do write down stuff in my phone. I take mm-hmm. a lot of notes, which almost most of them never come out again. Mm-hmm. Like ninety percent of them, I'm like, oh, I wrote that down, and I'll if and if I get to the point where I try it on stage, then I, I'll see. It. Like usually, I edit my own stuff pretty hard before i would ever say it on stage yeah like, i have to be kind of like sure that like that's gonna get a good laugh mm-hmm. and then i if i do i go oh yeah it worked okay but then i have some stuff that i think is funny that i'm like i would never do this on stage it doesn't work or yeah. it's not my style or but, but it's so cool that you can write in so many different voices because andrew wambled invited me once or a couple times to uh like a writing session where you come with a, a different a premise and then each person pitches their premise and then we kind of help each other out go to different angles or how they could connect to things and when i was trying to write for someone else andrew was like that's a ryan mullen joke like i couldn't do it in their voice i was just yeah. coming up with how i i mean just to a large degree i'm like that too mm-hmm. like the way i write is my my voice but i can i can adapt it to other people but it would mm-hmm. always it would always sort of sound like mine a little bit mm-hmm. okay as well yeah i mean the, the that's great though having your own clear voice like you have a very clear voice as a comic from what i remember mm-hmm. 18 years ago last time i saw <laughs> yeah. you yeah <laughs> yeah it's been a couple of years <laughs> and that's good i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest anything else mm-hmm. uh but it does yeah it does it does come in handy to be uh adaptable if you're gonna write for someone who's li- a different lifestyle mm-hmm. different uh upbringing anything would like or that. wouldn't say certain words yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people aren't going to say cunt all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't <laughs> put that into your copy edit for them. <laughs> so because you've actually, yeah, you did that for me at Bureaucracy one time after I did a set. You were like, oh, I have an idea to add a line to one of your bits. And then that helped me come up with another line that after that, which was I wouldn't have come up with that without your first line. Yeah. How often are you going to shows and you're hearing in one set your line sprinkled out like the whole night is that is that happening where every single person on a show like no has a no, line no, of yours? no no no, no. <laughs> not not even okay. close i mean i've definitely been on shows where i've i've done a set and then two other people at least have done jokes that i've worked on and stuff okay. but no every single person okay. no. no most people write their own stuff like I, I but i if anyone ever sent me something like hey would you mind looking at this i go yeah sure of yeah, course so. i love i love looking over I, like i love writing jokes I love working on jokes. It's just what... Hey, Thomas is here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that in the back. For those listening at home, Thomas is in the museum now. Yeah, I think that's all I can say about that. Okay. There, uh, here's what happens. God touches me with the joke. Yeah. And I go, I've got to share this with everybody. <laughs> wow. It's It comes from on high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you've written like at least like seven scripts or something like that. And like you have a bunch of like short I'd stories. I'd say at most, maybe. At most, okay. <laughs> still, that's a chunk. Yeah. And you have a bunch of short stories. Could you share some of the titles of some of these projects, if you don't mind? Like I'm sure, just so interested yeah, yeah. in, in yeah. titles and what it could mean in so many different ways. Okay, I mean, good, because no one else has ever asked or cared. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me actually look up some. Sweet. Uh, I have a collected thing. I was actually working on, I'm trying to finish up my book right oh, yeah. now which I've been working on for a million years. My my book, which doesn't have a title yet, okay. is a collection of detective stories, hmm. like humorous ones. I, I joined up years ago. I, I saw this thing for the Ottawa Capital 
crime writers group. Okay. They're local people who write crime stories in Ottawa. Okay. Uh, so the name isn't very uh, inventive. <laughs> yeah. It's very, de- very descriptive. <laughs> what is the name of any of my things? Hold on. For those of you listening, I'm looking up on my <laughs> phone my my scripts and stuff. Uh, so how many stories do you have in that in that in that series of detectives? In that book, I'm not sure actually because some of them, the one I'm trying to finish up is like 60 pages okay. or more, and uh, and then I have some that are like two pages. Like it's very much, it's written from the per, the perspective of the guy, like he, the detective who's not a good detective. Okay. This is the comedy aspect. Yeah. Okay? And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he writes them himself. Like he's almost in, in it more as like writing his exploits as, as much as being a good detective. Yeah. It doesn't have a name yet. I have a title that I, that I think I'll use, but I'm going to yeah. save that okay. for okay. a big when reveal. It's, yeah. When it's official. When I, when I eventually self-publish it and <laughs> sell zero <laughs> copies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, I wrote screenplays back in the day. I wrote one called super high. What do you think okay. that's about? I have a, uh, I have an idea. Maybe flying. Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here, oh, here's my log lines, actually. I found this. I didn't know. Super high. A young guy in his early 20s working in a head shop mm-hmm. is given a mysterious package filled with top secret genetically altered marijuana that gives him superpowers. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, I like that one. They actually, I, I saw a thing like a year ago where uh, Andy Samberg was signed on to make a movie called Super High about weed powered with super. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. The first one I ever wrote. Yeah. It's called uh, it's, it's About Time. Uh, a young clock shop owner obsessed with time <laughs> learns that in order to let love into his life, he will have to let go of the hands of time. That was more of a straight up like romantic comedy thing mm. with like uh, some alt comedy in it. I, I actually envisioned John Doerr as the, the secondary character. You know how there's always like a goofball yeah, secondary yeah. character. I wrote it about him. I'd never met him before. This was years before. Wow. And then I met him later. Yeah, cool. And I was like, hey, you want to be in this movie that no one's ever heard of and w- or will hear of? And he goes, no. <laughs> and uh, th- that was my first foray into it. And that took me like a couple years to work on it and stuff. And uh, w- I-, I have one that I buried many years ago called, what is it called? It's about Civil War reenactors. Okay. Uh, war buffs, it's called. Okay. It's about Civil War reenactors who uncover a plot to basically rob Fort Knox by like, I don't know, German terrorists, like the guys from Die Hard, basically. And these guys have to, like, actually come together and fight for real. And then, like, the South Park did a did a, an episode about it, and I was like, well, that's ruined. <laughs> but is it ruined, or do you think it's so cool that, like, you're coming up with these ideas, and they're like, oh, it's, it's a... Isn't that, like, great? Like, you know it's funny. Like, a friend of mine did a joke and they heard it in Rick and Morty, and we're like, boom. Like, you're kind of, like, upset in the moment, but you're like, hey, this is quality stuff that you know you came up with first yeah. and is proven... To some degree. I mean, it would be nice to get paid. Yes. <laughs> that would sure. be great. Yeah, yeah. Like, right now, I'm looking up my old song to see if Dua Lipa has ripped any of them yeah. off. I'm like, <laughs> and maybe I can make a yet. mint. Yeah, not, not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, War Buffs is one. Uh, and then I, I did another... I have another one called Lawn Care. That was my last one in my Weed Trilogy. Okay. What is my Weed Trilogy? It's... Uh, oh, I, oh, I had one called High School. Okay. High School is about... So I have a Weed Trilogy. Yeah. Uh, super High, which is the superhero mm-hmm. one, which is like a send-up of stuff, like... It's, it had, like, bits about, like, with great responsibility, blah, 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 Spider-Man stuff. It was yeah, like, yeah. It was sort of a spoof, but mm-hmm. it was, I really liked it. It was, it was a good thing. And how are they connected? Just with the weed, or is it? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um, so it's like a, uh, the superheroes then going to Stan high school. Stan Lee is in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I don't know. 
interesting it's effects just, in those movies. It shows the gravestone <laughs> yeah. of Stanley. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, super high. And then I had one called High School, which was the second one, which stemmed from at my old job. This because uh, I look fairly young for my age. This guy I worked with, he's like, how old are you? And I go, I'm 27 or whatever at the time. He goes, bullshit, let me see your ID. <laughs> and I go, okay. And he showed it to me. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, I thought you were 19. Yeah. Fuck. And he was mad at me. I'm like, what the hell? Dude? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it gave me this idea. This is another stupid story of my life. It gave me an idea of, um, I was like, oh, you know what would be fucking great story? is like this narc cop who looks really young goes back to break up a high school drug ring and stuff. Okay. And, I, and I wrote it all, and then someone goes, that's uh, 21 Jump 21 Street. Jump Street. <laughs> I go, it is? I never heard of that. I never saw it, and I hadn't see, the movies hadn't come out. I wrote it before the movies, and I was like, well, I never saw 21 Jump Street, the show. Is that what it was about? And they're like, yeah, you idiot. And I spent a year writing this script, and I'm like, well, it's still good. I yeah, like yeah. It, yeah, Ooh, I keep having that one. I can't ask for the money for sure. They for <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. wrote that first. <laughs> and do you think that like there's no way you'd ever heard the premise? Like no, like, no. I, I, I remember Johnny Depp was on and just heard the title that show, but I never saw it. Yeah. and and I I literally did not know that yeah. that was what it's about. It was uh, pretty stupid. And then the <laughs> the third one, the final one I did, which I really like actually, is called Lawn Care. Okay, three stoner friends fresh out of high school. Dodge the police as they embark on their careers dealing weed via their summer jobs doing landscaping. <laughs> so so basically they're like cutting lawns and dealing weed. Okay. Kind of like, um, you know, you ever seen um, McDreamy? What was his name? Patrick? Uh, Swayze? No, no, no. The the doctor oh. on, uh, he, he what was it called? Loverboy. There's a movie in the okay, in no. the in the eighties, nineties, where he was like a pizza guy, gigolo. Okay. So no. he, like these old ladies call. So it was kind of like based loosely on that, but they're like dealing weed and okay. stuff. And I really liked that one. It was fun. And as far as I can tell, no one has written that or yeah, <laughs> wrote, it, wrote it before hasn't yet. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah. When you're writing any of these, do you cast yourself in your mind as as any of the characters? Like, are you the main character, or who are you thinking? I mean, some to some degree, because it's all you, all the characters are you writing it. Yeah, um, I do try to change them a bit, but at the same time, like there, if you look at a lot of those like goofball movies, like like my movies scripts were very similar to the like Judd Apatow mm. ilk of like those like fr- goofy friendship movies. Yeah. And the thing about weed movies is like you're writing stupid people, but they have an excuse, right? Yeah. So like okay. if you were just like, here's a bunch of dumb people, the yeah. crowd would be like, I don't want to watch a bunch of idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, but you're like, they're only dumb because they're high. You're like, well, that's great. Yeah. Because they're yeah. redeemable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, they were very similar like that. What was, what was, the, uh, what was the question? Um, I was just asking the titles of them, but I'm happy to go into them. Uh, yeah, yeah, One yeah. thing I, I am curious to just go back to the detective one, just because I, I just had a question about that is I'm a, I'm a fan of Columbo. Did, have you watched any of those? Like, Why? Is that what my book's about? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I was just curious if you had... Uh, <laughs> my guy had... has a, a wooden eye. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just I, I didn't. I didn't. No, okay. I know. I grew up uh, watching like uh, like Law and Order and like I maybe like uh, Murder She Wrote and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Okay. Those kind of things. But that okay. didn't influence much. It's like I'm basically. Well, what happened is I joined the Ottawa thing and I submitted a a story for it. Mm-hmm. The the crime writers thing. Yeah. But I intended to write like a dark noir mystery. And I got like two sentences in. I was like, well, this is a complete farce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am incapable of writing things that aren't stupid. Yeah. So I, I wrote it out. And it was funny. And I, I actually got to read half of it out at the awards ceremony. I got like a, 
what's it called when you don't win participation okay or something. yeah it was like a, a thanks for being honorary yeah, mention yeah. oh nice which was nice i mean not everyone got an honorary yeah, mention yeah. and i got to read part of my story and it got a lot of laughs so cool i was like yeah that's great for sure that's it and then it, these are best projects for me right yeah like that's fun much before long before i did stand up i was writing scripts that that took a lot of my uh comedy energy wave and brain yeah, waves yeah. and stuff like, yeah, yeah yeah definitely and it kept me going uh, like especially when i moved here i moved to ottawa and didn't know anyone other than my wife who was my girlfriend at the time and i had to make friends and mm -hmm. had a new job and so writing stuff and drinking was uh, very important yeah <laughs> actually you're saying all these like writing these stories and finding out uh i heard about stephen king when he finished under the dome they were like that's the simpsons movie <laughs> which had come out like three really? years or four years before wow. he's like yeah Obviously, I've never seen the Simpsons movie. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've yeah, never seen the, the Simpsons that's movie. That's the premise still, is yeah. they put a dome over Springfield. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I watched some of Under the Dome, the TV show. Yeah. And uh, I think my excuse me, I think my wife read it and she's like, it's pretty good. And we watched the show and I was like, well, I don't think this is probably as good as the book. No, I read it and uh, and then, yeah, tried the show and you, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no but they changed it. They cleaned it up. Like th that book opens with a guy like, like burying a dead woman that he just killed or something there's like, a bunch right? of messed up stuff yeah. as you'd yeah. expect from the book version of a stephen king <laughs> yeah thing yeah the, no kidding for sure the, the film thing I had something right after the oh yeah have you you have a bunch of jokes about being named tavis have you met other tavises yeah uh not ton, not tons no in my life i was actually thinking about this the other day because i i've tried to expand on those name jokes because mm -hmm. i was like thinking about it and like holy shit i have more than what i usually do because i usually ask the audience and try to get into like their names like there was a girl in a crowd one time and i was like well fine what's your name and she goes october <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like and you didn't say anything when i asked if anyone had a, had a fucked up name i think october is an is an okay name yeah i when i was in school when i was a little kid there was another kid named tavis in my school mm -hmm. but he was older than me i didn't even know him or anything but it was it was uh, a, a known fact my parents were like well there's another tavis at the school one time i was playing music with my buddies we were jamming in toronto and we'd open the door to like get some water or something and this guy walks by and goes yo tavis uh, get the fuck in here or something and my buddy Joel and I just looked at each other we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I go into the room and I go, is your name Tavis? And he goes, yeah. And he's screaming to a mic. He's doing like screamo music. <laughs> and I'm like, me too. And he did, did not care what, <laughs> what, whatsoever. He was just like, oh, rah, rah, rah. I go, okay, see you later, man. Wow. But yeah, the, the weirdest so one is my wife's cousin, Dan, who's a great dude, is married to a great woman named Tavis. Okay. Spelled it's, the same? it's spelled the exact same Tavis. way. Tavis. And, and I knew the family first, but they're so used to her that when I go down there to Buffalo, like when I used to before the, the pandemic and stuff, they would be, they'd always be like, hey, Tavis. I mean, Tavis. They'd screw it up. I'm like, I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> She's obviously more important to their family. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a weird one for sure. That she has the same name as me and yeah. pronounces it differently. It's, a, it's bizarre, but it's been fun. It's been funny to, <laughs> to like go back and forth with her about that. I love it. That is good. But also weird about the second guy because my name, Ryan, is so popular. I've made several best friends because their name is Ryan. First kid I met in school in, in kindergarten 
first kid I ran up to. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, we have a lot in common. Let's yeah. become best friends. <laughs> and that just, it just what happens. other reason is there? Yeah, know? yeah. And so that happened twice to me. And so like, I just meet so many Ryan, and it is a way to like, oh, we're both Ryans. We both get, we get it. Yeah. But that, that is crazy. That Ryan Light. Hashtag Ryan Light. Yeah, exactly. I've been in several groups full of Ryans yeah. <laughs> online. That, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's funny. My son is about, he's like going to turn six later this year. And like watching kids that age, they have like this kind of, pecking order that comes from very simple stuff they're like mm. i'm five and they're oh, like, yeah. i'm six and they go okay and they're like i like pokemon they go, i like this and like it's very simple stuff where they're trying to see where they fit in yeah okay and a lot of it is like age my my birthday is this mm. and then you go oh cool yeah and it's very funny because it's like <laughs> it's society boiled down to like very small things like mm. I'm this old and I'm, th- I'm going to be this tall. I'm trying to be taller. <laughs> I want to be strong or I want to like, like, it's very cool. But it, that sounds like adults that I know still that are 21 oh. being like, Oh, you're 24. Yeah. I'm 21. Like, yeah. I'm a little, and they I'm count on their hands. <laughs> I'm this many. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't do 24 with your hands. <laughs> yeah. But, but still people doing like their astrological symbols. Like that's, that's their birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's what they, that's how they I also connect. Now. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, yeah, there's nothing wrong. No, but it's like, just similar, that, but just on a simpler level. Very, yeah, yeah very simple. Yeah. They're like, do you like grapes? No, I don't like grapes. Yeah. And you go, cool, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like it. It's fun watching kids interact. And, and like, I spend so much time with my son and, like, around his friends after school picking him up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, little people, but you don't realize that they're, sometimes you don't realize that they're still tiny kids. Like they yeah. get bumped and they, they start crying and they're like yeah. inconsolably because, and you're like, well, a second ago you were debating like the, the merits of Pokemon versus whatever. And <laughs> yeah. like in a highly uh, precocious way. And and now you're, you're bawling. Yeah. You're like, it's, it's funny. But uh, anyway, we were talking about comedy. Kids oh, aren't funny. Yeah. They suck. <laughs> no, they're great. It's Have great. you been to comedy shows where there were kids there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, not, is that like outside public? Like what, what kind of spots are those? One of the ones that, uh, I don't know if Ben was running it down in the market. Where was it? It was like a noodle house or something in the, down in the market. And, and I did a show there once years ago. And this guy sat down with his like six, seven year old kid right in the front thing. And they were eating like a poutine. Or, and I was just like, uh, okay, I guess I'll, t- <laughs> I guess I'll change everything. It worked really well, yeah. but it, it's definitely screws with you because mm-hmm. no one, no one's writing jokes for in case an eight-year-old shows up, right? No. I've definitely been at shows where people have kids and they're like, um, we can't promise that people will curb what they say. Yeah. And, and those parents are usually like, we don't care. Okay, That's yeah. That's fine. But yeah, no, it's definitely a weird dynamic. It'd be yeah. the same, but it would be the same thing if you walk into a place and everyone's 75. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I might have definitely. to change some of my jokes. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to see what happens, and then it's like, okay, well, you didn't get that reference, but you, some reason like this. Yeah. Okay. All these references to Victrola machines, <laughs> you guys really loved. Yeah. No, it's what uh, are those? it's that's like o- old school uh, record players. Okay. Like the crank up <laughs> oh, ones. Oh, okay. And stuff. Yeah. Talk about the depression. <laughs> that was a hundred years ago. I don't know. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It did. That's that's true. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the spots uh, I was looking, I like to tailor the location that I do spots to the guest. And I thought of this spot originally before you even told me you had a family pass to, mm-hmm. to the Nature, Mu- nature Museum, as yeah. you call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the Museum no, 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 of Nature. No, no, I said Museum of Nature. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. So you, uh, you, had a, you studied 
archaeology in university, right? Uh, I studied classical studies, which is like okay. ancient Greece and Rome, okay. history, things like that. Some archaeology. Yeah, okay. And, and what was that? Like, what, why did, what led you towards that? Honestly, I, when I was a kid, I had this, this uh, book like, that was a, bu- a bunch of uh, Greek myths. Mm. Myths. It was called Greek Myths and Legends. I think, I'm pretty like sure that. I've had a book yeah. very and similar it was, to that. It was, a, it was a picture book, and it had the coolest pictures in it, and I loved it. Like, this is a really f- weird story, but like when I was in grade four, I think, three or four, or one of those ones, our teacher would make us say the Lord's Prayer every morning, which really I came to realize later was not <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we also read Bible stories. She'd be like, In a public Pick- school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pick a Bible story, and I was like, I gotta get Samson because Samson was like a superhero. Okay. Like I was, I was big into, and still am into comic books. Mm-hmm. So I love superhero stuff, and Samson was like, oh my god, he's a super strong dude. And these myths were the same thing. It was like there's monsters and heroes and stuff. So I really liked that. And when I went to university, I, I was enrolled in English, and I quickly realized I was like, I'm not gonna read 16 novels this <laughs> this yeah, fall. No. Like I'm gonna fail if that's the case. And I, I really liked the classical ones I was in, the classic stuff. So I, so I went that direction. Okay. And it ended up being great. I loved it. And uh, eventually it, it actually paid off. I got a job as an archaeologist, for which I did for six years. Really? Which uh, had literally nothing to do with Greece or Rome <laughs> or anything like that. But what did you do in that job? Uh, I went around Ontario and did consulting archaeology for developments. And uh, we would look for either historic stuff, which would be like European post-contact, we called it, like people who'd come to Canada. Okay. Or pre-contact is like uh, Native American indigenous uh, artifacts, like projectile points, like arrowheads and okay. stuff like that. And very huh. cool. Very cool things. And that was a great job. It was fun. I was always on the road digging up stuff in uh, all, all over Ontario. It was fun. Does being an archaeologist lead to most conversations being about Indiana Jones? A lot of them. And yeah. what are your and fun dinosaurs? Facts a about lot of people are like, "Oh, yeah. dinosaurs!" And I go, "That's paleontology." But yeah, almost, yeah. <laughs> I got to pass the nature museum. Dude, the one time, <laughs> the one time I tried to to outsmart that, we were we were digging behind a school somewhere down like near Cornwall or something. I can't remember. And these kids come up to us, and I go, "Okay, let's give these kids a thrill. Let's say we're looking for dinosaurs because that's what they're going to ask anyway." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "What are you looking for?" I go, "Dinosaurs and stuff." And they go, "Oh, cool." And then they run away. And then the teacher comes up and she goes, "So I hear you guys are doing paleontology." And I was like, "What? You're the first person <laughs> who's ever got it right." <laughs> yeah, wow. When you're joking about it. yeah, when jokes go bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, so you're saying that like, you're super into like graphic graphic novels right yeah or, definitely like, comics yeah. i uh i was i really liked like some of the series that were adapted like the boys or invincible did you check those out yeah i uh, i just finished the boys a couple months ago and i read invincible over the course of the past i don't know uh, 10 years oh okay. all through the library really yeah advertisement for the public library system <laughs> because you get a card you don't have to buy graphic novels and yeah. you can read i've read so many amazing things through the library wow okay i definitely have to I have, my, I have a ton of uh, jeff lemire stuff right now or lemire i don't know how you say his name he's a writer from toronto or he lives in toronto he's amazing okay I'm, amazing comic artist but yeah i loved invincible it was fantastic and the boys was, was really good can uh i'm just curious like what are some other like series that you've read that you're like, I know that's going to be a really good like adaptation soon. soon. Like something that's going to be made that you checked out from the library. Jeez, I don't know. Because like I, I read Sweet Tooth, which is a Jeff Lemire one, okay. which is on Netflix. I haven't and checked I, it out yet, but I've And I was like, it. I don't know if that would make a good. Mm. 
I honestly don't know if it would make a good uh, show or anything. What if I read that would make a good show? I feel like they all they all are shows. Like, like you almost can't publish anything without having an a option to immediately be, to be <laughs> making a, thing, a TV yeah. show. What have I read recently? Um, I may have to get back to you on that okay. and, and edit it in. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just give me a call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought of one. The thing I really like is... Batman. Yeah. <laughs> have they adapted Batman yet? <laughs> yeah. uh, I heard the new one's really good. Yeah, I got to go check that out. I, I, I hope it's good. I, I was always hoping it would be darker, you know? It's darker and darker. grittier. <laughs> yeah. At one point, it's just going to be black sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for dark and gritty? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so I think we're going to wrap it up soon i just have a couple more things i got um, all the time in the world dude perfect so you there's one thing i found out of you that i thought was super interesting which was you have a song called kidnapped girl which you made with like your high school band that's mm-hmm. in tyler perry's film medea's witness protection true story have, have you watched that movie i have not <laughs> but i've seen the clip where our song is and in what, it. what part is that well, for all the the Medea yeah. witness pre- <laughs> like completists, yeah, I need to know. There's a scene in that this movie where I think it's Eugene Levy and Denise Richards are the parents in this. Okay. Which, which like really? Eugene Levy, I was yeah. like, that's a pretty good get. Yeah. I guess uh, Denise Richards, like, yeah, I could see why she'd be in this movie. Okay. Sure. Um, they're the parents of some kids, I think, and I guess they're in witness protection. Um, and she's listening to something in her headphones. Mm-hmm. And when she takes her headphones off, you can hear for like three seconds. And that's our high school band. So it could have been white noise. Like you literally <laughs> can't hear it. And we get paid for that, dude. We get royalties for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, like still a high school thing you did for, for three seconds. Like yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it got placed maybe 10 years after high school or whenever that movie okay. came out. I don't know when. Yeah. But we have a chain email every like quarter quarterly someone goes it's so can day and we all get paid and you get paid a couple hundred bucks like wow. four times a year it's ridiculous that's dude. awesome it's absurd. That's nuts. Yeah. how did they find the song and why did they want it oh it was placed through my my buddy in my band chris bud a uh, fantastic dude uh he he's been working in the music industry in toronto okay for for years and a friend of his put it who was who was a music supervisor for a movie put it in Almost as like a favor and like a gift yeah. for him and stuff, because they just needed a zero second clip and stuff. And wow. uh, yeah, it's been it's been the gift that keeps on giving. The greatest thing is the first time you get a royalty check from SoCan. At least they mm-hmm. give you like the novelty one you can put up in a frame on your like it's uh, a bigger version. Thing, okay, yeah. and it was for twenty five cents. Huh? I, I have it somewhere. It's like Taz Maples and 25 cents royalties. And I was like, pr- you cannot get a better plaque, like whacked up thing than your first 25 cent day. Wow. That just seems like, yeah, I, I guess I'll take it, but I loved it. Dude, yeah, if it had yeah, been yeah, for yeah, like 98 yeah, bucks, yeah. it'd be like, oh, that's cool. I yeah, guess, yeah. but it was for 20, literally yeah, 25 yeah. cents. <laughs> like you printing this and mailing it to me that's cost more than, the, yeah. than my royalty. <laughs> Um, and then one of the things I just want to make sure before I forget, I just love asking comics, uh, could you tell me one of your recent set lists? I just love hearing like the, again, kind of like the titles of your things, like oh, Jesus the, Christ. the names sure. of, of what you write your, I, I gotta jokes. be honest. Uh, the, the past two years have, uh, not been the best for honing my set list. Okay. But, uh, what have I done recently? Okay. <laughs> This is my list of jokes. You okay. can see at the top it says jokes, yeah. which I've been working on. Um, these are all just like thoughts I've had that I've been, and some of them are things that I do. Basically, my set list would be like, 
um, my name is Tav. Has anybody else got a fucked up name? And mm. and see where that goes. And I've had I've had a ten minute host open set where I did that and for ten minutes just talked to people about their names. Yeah. And I didn't do any other <laughs> material, and I was like, perfect. This is the greatest thing I've ever done. I don't have to do jokes or anything. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, I've I always have stuff about dating up front. I do dating and relationships, which okay. like literally it says dating relationships. And then I'd have some other stuff because I go off on those ones. I have a couple set jokes that I can do if mm-hmm. someone's like, I've been married for whatever. Um, I have a new one. It's called Cool Dad. Okay. So it's about how I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have one. This is one of my favorite jokes right now. And it was, it was cooking with gas right before the pandemic. And it's called Baby Dicks. <laughs> oh my God. It's about it's about a it's a it's a really funny joke. I really like it. It's not a super offensive, but it's about my son, the size of my son's penis, okay. basically, and how like uh, it's a basically like taboo subject. Yeah. To be like, because I don't want to do the joke, but it's it's, ba- it's not offensive. It's just kind of like, but it's called Baby Dicks, yeah. which I love. I'm like, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> The worst name for <laughs> that's why I just find it so funny because I have lost my set list while running somewhere, and then like just imagine finding oh that God. on a piece of paper, like all the list of all those yeah. things. You're like, like is this a shopping list? Yeah. A recipe? <laughs> what? This guy's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the way that I end the podcast, sure, is uh, I have a list of five different ways that we can end, and I'm just gonna show you the titles. Let's do all five of them, and you can edit them out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, we'll see how many you want to go through. So, well, yeah, I guess if you want to do all five, first one is dumb notes. So you already said uh, th- this. Th- um, this one is we're just gonna look through our phone, read a couple of the notes that we have, go back and forth like maybe two or three times, and oh, we'll sure. move on to the next one. Dumb notes. Okay. I'm trying to grow out my beard. Yeah. And I got high and looked in the mirror, and I was like, "Is that what I look like? Oh my god! I got to <laughs> shave. It's <laughs> horrific." Oh yeah. Here's a good one. Feeling guilt about the impending destruction of the environment is the price we have to pay to be able to have little computers in our pockets that we can talk to. So we've ruined the entire earth, but it's cool. I can be like, hey, play a song. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. No, not that one. I'm I, tired of that song, computer. <laughs> uh, here, I have um, a couple. Yeah, one, go on. uh, I wrote down just something my buddy told me. Uh, when it rains, John Coltrane. So that's that's what when they were cooking in the kitchens, that's what one guy would always say when it was raining. So they'd put John Coltrane on every time, and it'd oh, be like sad. Okay, music. sure, yeah, okay. That's a yeah. That I I'd put on something happy yeah. if it was raining instead of like let's get into it, let's get really blue. <laughs> I have I, I just like let's say like a note because uh, sometimes I do trivia nights, and so I just wrote down one of like what type of job would you have in the in the UK if you were known as a lollipop man. Do you, do you know the answer to that? I assume you'd be a guy who sells lollipops. No, they always have stuff. Uh, I could work in the UK. I have a. I, I could be a lollipop man if I want. Really? I have a citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> My brother lives in the UK. Actually, a lollipop man is either a guy who sells candy or it's going to be something that like some weird euphemism. Like it's a garbage man. He's like he's always taking the lollipops. <laughs> and you're like, why do you call shit like that? <laughs> it's a a crossing guard because they yeah. they okay. hold up the red stop signs yeah a lollipop i, I love that <laughs> yeah. yeah what has he got a lollipop no it's a stop sign yeah, yeah. fuck him he's a lollipop <laughs> man for now. Yeah. yeah dude there's an intense there's an intense crossing guard near my uh my son's yeah. school in the morning who like 
gets in front of your car and like almost lies on the hood and it's like you're not going anywhere and you're like i'm not going through a red light if you were here or not like your yeah. job is does not exist yeah. like there are lights here that replace you i don't know why you're here it's yeah bizarre. yeah it's an interesting this, like i've i've never got so much cut eye in my life by this guy who's just like don't you even think about it yeah. don't move your car I'm like, okay <laughs> what i have is intrusive thoughts but it's spelled t-h-o-t-s so <laughs> I thought that could be like a funny little like far side comic. Sure. Like some girls who are kind He's of trying intrusive. to write and there's some <laughs> big, big booty hoes yeah, all sticking around. their bums through the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've had enough of this. I'm <laughs> trying to work on my memoir. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an old one okay. I never got did. Oh, this is one of my favorites. I've told this is a joke, but it's more just like something I just loved so much okay. as a person. I was at Chapters or something one time and I walked by and I saw a book that was called Easy crosswords for seniors for dummies. <laughs> and it's like, I just, I did turn it into a bit. I was just like, who, but it's like, who's buying that? Like, like, like some old guy's like, well, I'm an idiot. Maybe I can do this. Or it's like, Billy buys it for grandpa, and grandpa's like, fuck you, Billy. I think stupid. it's more for like, like, my grandfather couldn't read. So it's like, well, they, well, they can't do the crossword. <laughs> yeah. He's got more, he's got bigger problems. Yeah. Easy crosswords for seniors for dummies who are illiterate. Yeah. Like, how do they even know what book they're buying? Yeah. Is it just a shot they in like the dark? They like the boxes. Yeah. yeah. He just drew a bunch of pictures in here. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for the next one, it's called uh, Be in the Now, because I have this book. And I'm uh, just going to get you to read. So this book's called uh, The Power of Now. Nice. I love by it. By Eckhart Tolle. Have you, have you read it? No. Okay. So I'm just going to get you to read the portion that I'm at. So this was called dreamless is this gonna be some like gross sex pervert thing you're like got you on tape <laughs> yeah i'm gonna manipulate Read this. all I these Tavis words i have some serious problems <laughs> yeah so <laughs> start is... from just do this section to, to there and okay yeah dreamless sleep you take a journey into the unmanifested every night when you enter the phase of deep dreamless sleep you merge with the source you draw from it the vital energy that sustains you for a while when you return to the manifested the world of separate forms this energy is much more vital than food. Quote, man does not live by bread alone, end quote. But in dreamless sleep, you don't go into it consciously. Although the body functions are still operating, you no longer exist in that state. Can you imagine what it would be like to go into dreamless sleep with full consciousness? It is impossible to imagine it because that state has no content. The unmanifested does not liberate you until you enter it consciously. That's why Jesus did not say, the truth will make you free, but rather, the, you will know the truth and, and the truth will make you free. Kind of sounds the same thing. This is not a conceptual truth. It is the truth of eternal life beyond form, which is known directly or not at all. But don't attempt to stay conscious in dreamless sleep. It is highly unlikely that you will succeed. At most, you may remain conscious during the dream phase, but not beyond that. This is called lucid dreaming which may be interesting and fascinating, but it is not liberating. So use your inner body as a portal through which you enter the unmanifested and keep that portal open so that you stay connected with the source at all times. It makes no difference as far as the inner body is concerned whether your outer physical body is old or young, frail or strong. The inner body is timeless. If you are not yet able to feel the inner body, use one of the other portals, although ultimately they are all one. Some I have spoken about at length already, but I'll mention them again briefly here. And it goes on and to other portals. Okay. Yeah. 
Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read from this book in a couple of years since the last podcast. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I feel like I've learned a lot reading that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that word salad. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could write something like that, too. I don't mm-hmm. know. So basically, he said, don't try to lucid dream because yeah. it's bad for you. But if you do, try it. <laughs> but don't try it too hard. Okay. I think I had a lucid dream once. I was having a bad dream, and mm-hmm. I go, and I actually remember being like, I'm out of here. And I pulled myself out of a dream, and it felt like I was being like sucked up into the sky in this dream. Yeah. I was like, Shoo, and I because woke up. Because you realized. I guess I was like, I'm going to wake up. My yeah. brain was like, I'm yeah. going to wake up. I don't like this dream. Hmm. And I've tried. And since then, I'm like, I got to go back there and see if I can fly and shit. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> can't. I, I had something like that once just where I was inside somewhere and somebody I knew we were like in the kitchen and they started smoking a cigarette. And I was like, you don't smoke cigarettes. This is a dream. Even nice. though like, imagine all the other crazy things that happen in dreams that you don't like yeah. call it on. But yeah, like, exactly. this person would never smoke a cigarette inside. Your dog's like shitting on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, that that's fine. Yeah. yeah. But this, and then I, I tried like, I think uh, kind of like skateboarding down the side of like a railing. just on my feet and was stumbling. <laughs> it didn't matter. Did you ever have those grind shoes? Did you ever the see those? Heelys? No, no, no. There were, oh. Yeah, those are one thing, but there was... There was these shoes that would ha- that had in the arch like a piece of no. metal, so you could practice grinding like you were on really? um, on rollerblades or something. Okay. And the guy had them once, and he, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> it looks really." Bizarre. Yeah, I gotta check those out. <laughs> yeah, it's r- great things, great invention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that section. Next one is this is a game called Twin Thinking. Okay. So what not we're not twinking. That's different. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so this is we're each gonna come up with a concept. Uh, and then we're going to, the goal is to say the same word. So we're just going to have our concept and we're going to count down three, two, one at the same time. And after one, we're going to say our thing. And then the next time we're going to try to go to the next thing that's connecting them. Okay. So, so say my word is rabbit yeah. and your word was food. The next time we would go carrot. Carrot. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Lettuce. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, this game my rabbit's could, on a diet. Yeah. So that, that's what <laughs> makes the game longer <laughs> so as yeah. long as we don't say the same yeah. word. Yeah. Okay. Um, you didn't so come yeah. with any any prepared? No. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just going to look around? I'm so we, ne- we each need two. I need we something, just need one. We just need, yeah, we just need, each need one word. Then once we got it, in between, in between rounds, it will be much faster. Okay. Than, All right. Than this. All right. I got one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got one too. And so we say the word and then we try to connect We'll them? go three, two, one, say the words, and then we go, okay, what do we got from there? Yeah. So okay. Three, two, two one. one. Pooh Bear. Moon. What did you say? Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear and Moon. Um, uh, okay, I'm good. Okay. Three, three two, two, one. Owl. Honey. Owl. Um, okay, I got it. Three, two, two one. Forest. <laughs> forest and flight. Okay. Okay, I got it. Three, Three two, two, one. one Birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we said the same. There you go. That's how long that took. <laughs> nice. Awesome. <laughs> we went from moon and Pooh Bear to bird. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Nice job. Uh, the next one is Randopedia. Okay. Just going to go. Uh, oh, actually, this is the last thing I Googled. Do you know how to spell curmudgeon? Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you do it? Uh, C-U-R, curmud, M-U-D-G-E-O-N. You got it, yeah. There's an amazing documentary called I Curmudgeon 
by a, this Toronto dude where he just, uh, I forget his name. He uh, go, interviews these people that are very much just curmudgeon old dudes. Okay. Great, great, great documentary. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you realize, like, like these people, one of my favorite things ever is in, in this, this guy is like, I'm not a pessimist. I'm I'm an optimist, and everyone else just keeps letting me down. And I was like, that's <laughs> that's it. That's like how it feels a lot of times. Yeah. Like, why can't the world be better? And the world's like, fuck you, you pessimist. I <laughs> say <Yeah. laughs> uh, so yeah, for this next one, we're just gonna go to three different random Wikipedia articles on Wiki Roulette. Sure. I'm just gonna get you to read just whatever you see. If if it's interesting, stick with it. If not, you can skim through it and. Just go to the next one and yeah sure. so, so here are just three you can just click on the arrow to go to the next one up top after you read this first one okay this is about david stephen the south african cricketer he played in one first class and one list a match for border whoever that is in the 70s okay, okay. well that's good to know this is just random yeah uh, my wife and i were doing a thing yesterday where oh, oh uh what was it it was do you have you heard the band car seat headrest no okay it's a band that, and she said something i go carson you think his name was Carson Headrest or something? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, we go, what could his name be? Carson Henderson, we came up with. Hmm. It's like, imagine that was his name and he changed it to Carson. Carson. And, then, and then she goes, I'm going to follow whoever Carson Henderson is on on Twitter. Yeah, so we, nice. looked up, we looked up these people just randomly named. <laughs> nice. Car- and the third one, he's like, his first tweet was like, yo, I just totally smashed that porcelain. Like he took a huge <laughs> crap or something. And I go, you got to follow that guy for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not in love with David Stevens. Okay, yeah, like all ahead. the best to him. He's uh, looks like he's 70 okay. in South Africa. Had a pretty pretty good career. Okay. Heidi Peterson is a retired Norwegian football striker. Do you have Wikipedia just on weird sports? Is no, that, you know, no. This is just it's it's so yeah. random, and that's how we went yeah. to the next random thing. Yeah. Okay, they I'll say she or they was a a soccer player in Norway. In the '90s into the 2000s, and did did a great job. Played lots of stuff, so good for good for them. Okay. And your arrow is now. Oh, here we go. Domenico Pellegrini, the painter, an Italian painter in the 17 and into 1800s, looks like a, a pretty uh, pretty good painter. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and thank you for that. Yeah. Now, now I know a lot more about the world, especially <laughs> three you. people. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then the last one I have is called. Tales from the Script Keeper. Nice. So for this one, uh, I'm just that gonna sounds s- like that Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So for this one, I'm gonna send you some pictures just uh, to your phone sure. of, of the opening scenes of a script, okay. and we're gonna read it, and you're gonna guess what it is. I, I'm guessing it's gonna be a dick pic first off. <laughs> oh, hey Ryan, what's going on? Yeah. So you're gonna read the, uh, the like the headers and like the scene descriptions. Yeah. And you'll play the governor, the deputy governor, and the minister, and I'll play the family. Okay. <laughs> You're William? Yeah. Okay. And scene. Interior, meeting house, Salem Plantation Day, 1630s, March. <laughs> Hold on. 1630s in March? You're like, you can't give a decade and then a specific <laughs> month. It was March of the 1630s. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go again. Interior, meeting house, Salem Plantation, day, 1630s, March. Close on Thomas, 13. Thomason. Thomason, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Back then, we called everyone Thomason. Yeah, right. uh, Thomason, 13, listening attentively. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah. Oh, weird. Her sweet farm girl's face is utterly still, afraid, tense, confused. A low, deliberate voice echoes through the wooden church. 
what went we out into the into wilderness to find leaving our country kindred our father's houses we have traveled a vast ocean for what for what it's travailed a vast ocean actually. oh um, thank you. Uh, we must ask thee to be silent close up close on caleb a level thomasin's brother he doesn't blink just listens fear in his belly was it not for pure and faithful dispension of the Gospels and the King of God? No more, no more, no more. Who's minister, me? Yeah, yeah. We are your judges and not you ours. Medium wide shot, Thomas Sin and Caleb stand in a row beside the twins, Jonas and Mercy, five, and see their pregnant mother, Catherine, whose face we do not see, just the children. I cannot be judged by false contended Christians under an unseparated church. An English king's church. Wide, reverse, we reveal the governor, the minister, and other black-clothed clo- dignitaries sitting at a long table on a raised platform in front of the pulpit. Their dour faces are exasperated. William, back to the camera, stands below them in, his, in the center of the primitive church, his family by his side. The whole congregation of about 50 men, women, and children are all crammed together, all standing in heavy silence. Men on one side, women on the other, their eyes on William. Must you continue to dishonor the laws of the commonwealth and the church with your prideful conceit? If my conscience sees, fit, sees it fit. Then shall you be banished out of this plantation's liberties. I would be glad on it. Pause. Then take your leave and trouble us no further. Close on, William's eyes burn indignantly below his furrowed brow. How sadly hath the Lord testified against you. He turns to walk out of the meeting house. Medium shot. The children, scared and confused, are yanked through the throng of angry Puritans by their father and mother. Thomasin stays still, shocked. Come along now. Come along. Thomasin doesn't move. She doesn't want to leave. Her brother grabs her in the commotion. Thomasin, come. Exterior, Salem Plantation Gate, early morning. I think I know what this is. The view of the pitiful, snow-covered, medieval-looking village disappears as two militia men slowly close the plantation's tall palisade doors. I'm just curious. Hey, just doing a podcast. A, a podcast? Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Thank you. Give Have us your badge day. number. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh Snow-covered militia, uh, snow-covered medieval-looking village disappears as two militiamen slowly close the plantation's tall palisade doors. A few Namkiag traders with painted faces and a rough-looking white man stand nearby with their goods. Thomasin, Caleb, the twins, and Fowler, the dog, making an appearance, (laughs) uh, watch the doors close as they rock back and forth, sitting in a rickety two-wheeled cart. William walks alongside the workhorse, pulling a cart strapped with a trunk, a chair, clinking pots and pans, and few other miscellaneous articles. Surely not enough to survive on. Catherine sits in the cart with the children. She sings. I will confess Jehovah with all heart and secret, and in assembly of the just. Thomasin rests her head on Catherine's pregnant belly. Pregnant again. Catherine strokes Thomasin's hair. Thomasin looks back toward the plantation. Thomasin joins her in the hymn. Great are the works of the Lord, Sauter of all that them to delight. Everybody joins. Beautiful and glorious his work is, and his righteousness endureth forever. All but William keep their eyes on the safe plantation walls as they head into a vast untouched wilderness, their song of hope slowly fading away. Hold. Exterior wilderness day. 
the family as they travel slowly in the light March snow. Nature envelops them. They walk on and on. Hold. Black. Exterior. A clearing afternoon. William lies face down on the half-frozen ground, his eyes closed. He sits up, the warm afternoon light hitting his hopeful, teary cheeks. He lifts his hands towards heaven. The wind blows. Catherine takes his hand. The family is in a circle, on their knees in joyful, silent prayer, their faces beaming. Before them is a beautiful, idyllic nature clearing of rolling hills. But the clearing is surrounded by a forest, a dark and ancient wood. Its enormous pines stand like giants above the family. The presence of the wood is profound, disturbing, ominous. But the family is wrapped in prayer. Black hold. Audio, the wind blows. There you go. Thank you so much for that amazing reading. Are you uh, are you are you making an audio book of whatever the script is? <laughs> no, I just watched uh, this movie the other day, and so it's just been in my what is in my head. So that's why I'm curious if you can. Uh, well, so you, you don't know. I have a multiple choice if you want uh, some options. Well, it's a, it's like the Scarlet Letter ish kind of thing. Um, it, it sounds like you maybe d- is it the Salem Witch Trials? Uh, so here I have some options. Okay, so it's either the witch. Yeah, Salem's Lot, The Village, or In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, it's not The Village because I saw that. And I don't think in no that starts at a s- graveyard and shit, uh, and they don't banish people. The Village, you know what? I figured out The Village right away mm-hmm. because people are like you're never gonna get the twist. And I go, <laughs> I go. Well, M Night. Spoiler alert, by the way. I go. M Night Shyamalan is not in The Village, and he always puts himself in his movies. So there's a world outside the the village. In the first minute. Yeah. And then they go, and, and I go, yeah, I was right. <laughs> so it kind of ruined the movie. Because he has to be in the movie at some point, and obviously yeah. he's going to pop up. <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. much. I was like, this guy's ego will not let him not oh, be wow. in a movie. <laughs> and he wasn't there, so I'm like, the village does not exist. It's a thing. Yeah. I, I kind of liked it. We were big fans of, of his, and that one was like, okay, this movie's mm. all right. And then Lady in the Water was like, this is not good. Yeah, okay. And then the last one, the Trees one, it was like, this is like one of the worst movies. I've oh, seen. yeah, The Happening? The Happening, was yeah. yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so so bad, it was uh, kind of funny. Uh, it's I don't think it's in the Mouth of Madness because I saw that in high school or something. Okay. And it was, I did not like that movie. No? John Carpenter's one? No. It, it was like modern. It was a town and a guy bicycles in. There's a demon on a bicycle and shit. It's like Steven, Sutter Kane. That's like a naked yeah. like Stephen King. Uh, yeah. I've never seen Salem's Lot or read it, so it could easily be that. Um, the Witch. I don't know. Which one is it? Is it Salem's Lot? It's The Witch. It's yeah, the witch? I just watched yeah. that last okay. weekend. Yeah, it just really stuck with me. There's some really intense, as you saw, as the opening of the film, and then the family goes in the woods and... Yeah. They're Become the witches and shit. They are <laughs> some witches um, out there. Funny story. I was an I was a extra uh, for a whole summer back when I was like twenty or twenty one. A mm-hmm. film extra in Toronto. Okay. And I was uh, an extra in the Salem Witch Trials TV movie, which was like really Kirstie Alley, and I think like Sir Peter Ustinov was in it or something. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and. I was in this courtroom scene and they had us dress up in Puritan stuff. Like I had those big boots that fold over oh like Captain God. America's that's, that's boots. That's like exactly what this is. Yeah. That's it was so nuts. And like, so you're just sitting around the set and then in the back you have to be like, rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> and you're dressed like a Puritan and you're eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day and stuff. And you're getting paid seven bucks an hour. Wow. Uh, but it was fun. And, yeah. I, and, and Sir Peter Ustinov was sitting in his desk as the judge 
And I rem just remember watching this guy during between takes, and there was like a fly buzzing around his head, and he's like, huh, huh, and batting it away. I'm like, this guy's like a fucking knight, <laughs> and he's batting a fly away, and I'm watching this old man. So it was very funny. Yeah. That, that, wow, how perfect is that? Uh, to, yeah. I feel like, yeah, we just have to end there. Like, that's amazing. Perfect. Thank perfect. you so much for coming on. Yeah, this dude. Just having so many great stories. Yeah, and thanks to the museum for having yeah. us, even though they didn't know about it. Yeah. And the, the security guard who, instead of <laughs> kicking us out, was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, have a good one. Bye. Yeah, man. Thanks. See you. <laughs>